painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Great stage shows, interesting events that give you a look behind the scenes, and educational opportunities for all ages are all part of the Great River Shakespeare Festival here in Winona. As the 2019 season comes to a close, we wondered, what do the actors and directors and all the people who make this great festival possible think about our fair city? Are they eager to get home? Will they miss the festival and the city? How do the talented people that put on this festival feel as the 16th season comes to a close? Today on Artbeat, we talked to Beth Gardner, director and adapter of The Servant of Two Masters, and Melissa Maxwell, actor in No Child and Cymbeline. Both have been part of the festival for several years and had a lot to say about the festival and the city of Winona itself. I'm Bill Stoneberg with Beth Gardner and Melissa Maxwell from the Great River Shakespeare Festival on Artbeat. Beth, this is your second year here, correct? That's correct. Okay, and Melissa, this is your third year, right? Correct. Okay, so uh, my first question is kind of what brings you back? You know, why do you enjoy the festival? What brings you back year after year? Uh, Gosh, what doesn't? I mean, uh, the quality of work, the people, the community. um, I just, I can't imagine being anywhere else. I love Winona. I love Great River Shakespeare Festival and the work they do. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to go to a lot of different places all across the country uh, throughout the year. But um, there's something really spectacular and wonderful about Great River and Winona. That's good to hear. Um, And then, uh, Beth, how about you? What brings you back year after year? Uh, I'm going to echo everything Melissa said. I also think that it's a, a, a festival that is um, in a really special moment in its history. It's it's um, of a size that it's bringing in artists working at the top of their game and doing really compelling, interesting, powerful work. It's also um, it's also a curious festival. They are asking questions about who who they want to be as an institution and uh, and how they want to work. And, and some of the things they're doing are really at kind of the vanguard of the industry. And I think that's really exciting to play a part in. So I, I want to come back as often as they'll let me so I can play a part in that conversation. Well, that was kind of a question I had for both of you, too. Are you going to come back next year? I will come back as often as they ask me. Awesome. Yep, same here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, since you guys have been here for a few years, you know, uh, have you seen the festival festival evolve or change since you first started with it? Uh, yeah, I think, um, uh, and this maybe goes back to before my tenure here, but I think that, you know, it started out primarily as just a Shakespeare festival, and the wonderful thing that a lot of our patrons are discovering now is that it's not just Shakespeare. Uh, We now currently do two Shakespeare's a year, and then we do other shows as well. So it's the kind of festival where there is something for everyone, and I think... um, you know, we the the way in which we approach Shakespeare is slightly different, oftentimes, um, and then what we're complementing the season with, I think, uh, also, as Beth said, is in a way of asking questions and posing things to our audience. Okay, that's a cool point. You know, and I was, I was kind of wondering also. Do you think that that kind of stuff makes the Shakespeare part of it more accessible to certain people, like people who aren't familiar with it? You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of actors and directors here at the festival, and everyone kind of says the same thing, that, like, 
a lot of people have a negative experience the first time they're exposed to it, like maybe in high school reading it or something like that. And it's not until later in life when they discover it again. You know, do you think that these outside, um, you know, things that kind of fall outside of Shakespeare that, that the festival does for people, do you think that makes it more accessible? I think so. Well, one, we're a text-based company. So we spend, and it's why our rehearsal process is as long as it is, because we spend a lot of time at the table really unpacking what does every single word, every sentence, every phrase mean, so that we then have clarity of thought when we are expressing it, so that hopefully the audience will have a better understanding of it. But there's also SYA, which is Shakespeare for young um, actors and so a lot of our community their children from the age of six are are taking classes here and and understanding Shakespeare at a level that many adults don't so um, the, 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 the festival is really focused on education as much as it is entertainment and I'll also add that um, one of the things that Great River is doing that I'm really excited about is is uh, courting a, a, a diverse set of voices in the room. We've got um, people from very different backgrounds with very different sort of perspectives on on the work and on on how they approach um, how they approach performance. And I think that adds to a really rich sort of experience. There's no one way to do uh, any play, and that means that um, the the stories we hope. Uh, are are diverse and nuanced in a way that the rest of the world is also like nuanced, and it, it gets to a really specific human experience that we think Shakespeare's work talks about. And that would make it. I mean, then it's relatable to everybody, right? Yeah. So, uh, kind of a I don't know, maybe a fun question. You know, I'm just wondering, uh, what do you like most about the Great River Shakespeare Festival? You know, like personally, like you know, it could be anything. You know, whether it's you know, working with certain people or a certain play or just the town itself or... Uh, I mean, I have a lot of things that I like most. I can't, th- I don't think I could pick one. I'll say that I, I like the real variety of, of um, shows in the season, that there's something, they're real, I mean, we have, a, this season we have a, a very dark, bloody tragedy and we also have a very silly, fluffy cotton candy piece in Servant and and, and then uh, No Child is such a, a an important and um, rich conversation about education in America and I think that um, there's just the diversity of, of shows but but. Then watching this company go back and forth between shows and kind of put on different different skins to, to do a silly comedy versus a dark tragedy, um, it's just so much fun to watch. And these people are so good at their jobs. It's my favorite part is just I think watching everybody work. And I agree with that, and I would also add to it, uh, one of the things that makes this company so special is that they really are focused on um, inclusivity, and they don't just talk the walk, they uh, they walk the walk. Um, and, and so it's beautiful to see uh, the inclusivity um, and the ways in which... Um, the theater stands behind that. Um, I'd also say that I love how immersed and on board the community is. You know, I don't feel like it's the festival and Winona. I feel like that's one entity. The ways in which people volunteer for us and, and all of the things that they do that, you know, it's not our festival, it's it's theirs as well. And, and I love that you know, everybody is right there with us, and, and um, I so appreciate that. 
And the community really shows up. Like we do a lot of um, a lot of programming uh, out in the community. Uh, we talk every Saturday, Sunday morning at the cafe downtown, and 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 it's full. People show up because they want to hear about what's going on behind the scenes, or 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 how things actually come come to fruition around here. And and I think the community has a sense of ownership of of this festival. They brought it here, so it's it's just it's cool to be in a place where people show up in the way that they do. I, I, that's rare. That's yes. not a thing I've seen elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's good to hear as well. So you guys both have a lot of experience in theater, right? So are there, does this festival differ from other gigs you've had or other festivals, other, you know, uh, theater companies? Does it differ in any way and, and how so? The uniqueness for me, and I don't know if Beth has had this experience, I have worked at other rep companies, but oftentimes what happens with rep is you rehearse one show, you get that on its feet, and that while that is in performance, you go back into rehearsal for the second show or whatever. Great River Shakespeare Festival is unique to me in that you are rehearsing four shows at the same time from day one. I don't know how the stage managers keep all of those plates in the air, but you, you literally, everyone is rehearsing at, at least two shows every single day. So there's a primary and a secondary rehearsal. So whatever um, show has primary, they get to choose what they need the most that day. And then the other two shows that are secondary, then they'll pick from that what they can do. Um, so it's it's really masterful, the this model that they have created. Um, and I don't know how they do it, and I don't know how someone like Beth, who's a director, keeps that all in mind. But as an actor, it's pretty phenomenal to, you know, if you could see the daily calls and figuring out, you know, who goes where, what, when. And you might be in Servant for 15 minutes, and then you're going, you know, to Macbeth for an hour, and then you go back to Servant for, you know, whatever amount of time. So it's pretty fascinating. How do they how do they keep that all straight, <laughs> Beth? We have amazing stage managers, um, and and you know, and I was talking earlier this season. We have, um, for instance, Andrew Carlson is playing Macbeth in Macbeth, and then he's playing um, a, a like sort of heroic lover role in Servant of Two Masters. And he said that it was pretty great to get to go back and forth and explore all these sort of deep, dark, kind of psychologically heavy themes, and then come and. Uh, do hair flipping gags in Servant of Two Masters, and in, and it's difficult, but it's also a way of sort of actually adding a lot of balance to your day. Uh, and and I think the the actors are um, the actors are so generous and patient and uh, in, with great humor when they have to kind of do this back and forth, switching your brain from one gear to the next very quickly. Um, and it's. I think, I mean, it is, it's a magical part of working in rep and it's, uh, and it, it only works because a great deal of thought goes into scheduling and, and, um, trying to make sure everybody is given the time and the tools to show up with their best selves to the work. And they really do take that into consideration all the time with every aspect of planning at this festival, which is awesome. Wow. It sounds like a well-oiled machine behind the scenes, you know, yeah, so that's, that's a lot to... My brain hurts just thinking about trying to plan all that out. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys are both based in New York. Um, does theater have a different feel at a festival like this in a small town than it does in a bigger city? 
Yeah, I mean, in New York, um, there's it's one that it's so saturated with theater, and there's um, there's stuff happening all the time. But it also it's it's one show at a time. There's nothing and there's very little in rep, like Melissa was talking about. Um, there's a there's a huge uh, emphasis put on kind of commercialism and and uh, how much money are you going to make, um, or uh, or the other end of the spectrum is is very very scrappy or experimental stuff, uh, which is a, which is great fun to see, but it also um, it feels a little bit like it's one it's a drop in an ocean and coming to a festival like this because there's you know five shows happening and um, events and conversations with the community and opportunities to to really get to know the people in the area um, it feels like uh, it just feels like we have much more of a of a of a presence and an ability to sort of uh, interact with the patrons that in New York it's um, it's a, it's a lot more anonymous, I think. You know, you you have your community and your people that you speak to, and you and you interact with audience members to some extent. But then, but then it's sort of off into the night with millions of other people, and uh, and it's a different, it's a different, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Okay, Melissa, any thoughts? Yeah, the word I was going to use was transient, but maybe anonymous is better. It's just you know you can go see a lot of theater and not really connect with anyone. It's your own personal experience, or even doing a show, you know. But here at the festival, and again, I I come back to, you know, how important the community is and how invested they are in it. That you know you have people here, loyal patrons, who will come and see the show five and six or seven times in the season and they have been here every year so they you know they can tell you you know the different the experiences from when they saw it opening night to three weeks later or they can say you know they'll they'll be the first one to tell you I saw you three years ago in this I saw you 15 years ago in this or you know and just to have that of of people that are growing with you as you grow and it's so it's a really unique experience that's cool it sounds like there's a real connection with the audience then yes yeah so do you get to interact with a lot of the uh, audience then after the shows and stuff yeah, I mean, you, we we you know they'll they'll hang out in the lobby and we'll come say hi after the shows. Uh, they'll come participate in talkbacks. They're they're um, out at community events. We have our big Calathump fundraiser this evening, and I'm sure that a lot of them will show up for that and uh, watch us be very silly and dunk us in the dunk tank outside. Uh, but I, I, the we I mean yeah, but there's a tremendous amount of uh, interaction. I remember last year when I showed up for the design conference, which happens in March, where everybody the directors and the designers come to town to sort of suss out plans for the season but also to present those plans to the community I showed up in an event and it was my first day on the job with Great River Shakespeare Festival and several community members came up and had looked me up on the internet and knew all about me and gave me hugs and it was it was unlike anything I had experienced ever before <laughs> and 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 that carries into the theater as well because you know a lot of Shakespeare is you break the fourth wall so and with servant and with um, Cymbeline you know even before the show starts we're out there milling about in the audience connecting with them um, as our characters and, and as the actors so yeah there's a lot of uh, connecting with the community okay okay it sounds like you know. Um, I interview people at a lot of festivals and things like that, like music festivals, things like that, and the 
the number one thing I hear from artists is that it's like a family reunion or like a summer camp. You know, you get to see all your friends again. Like, is that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Is that kind of what it's like when you get back together for Shakespeare Festival? That's exactly the term I use. Summer camp is what it always feels like to me. We work really hard here, but it never feels like work to me. I, it, I just, you know, uh, somebody, uh, Margaret and Bruce Johnson, my first week here, uh, I heard somebody say, Melissa, and, and Bruce Johnson was across the street on his bike, and he came over to me, and he said, where's your bike this year? And I said, I don't have a bike this year. He said, you want to borrow one? You know, so to be able to just ride around town on a bike that was, you know, loaned to me, it's that kind of thing that it just feels like coming to summer camp and, and, and a second home, really. Yeah. yeah. We also all, uh, we live in housing that is on the WSU campus that um, it, we have apartments, but they're inside dorms. So we all live in the same building. So there's a lot of, you know, going to people's uh, houses in your sock feet uh, just because it's easy, to, it's, which is which is another summer camp aspect of it. Because we can go and, you know, have breakfast with each other in our PJs in our in our dorm apartments, which is wonderful and lovely. And it's it's so much easier to, to form that sense of community when we're when we're so close to each other in proximity. It's great. And to add to that, I would be remiss if we didn't mention the tech meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have there's an organization called Friends of Will, and they are various patrons and people of the community who volunteer their time um, to the theater. And so the Friends of Will, when we're in tech, and tech means it's that time in rehearsal where you're almost ready to go uh, into performance, and you add all the technical elements, the set, the costumes, what, and you're on stage for the first time, and you you're working long hours, you know, 10 out of 12 hours in the day. Um, And so Friends of Will provide us tech meals. And so the summer camp aspect of it is everyone in the company then eats in the same room, which doesn't always happen. And and so it's almost circus-like to me. It feels like we're all under the big tent together. And I love that uh, communal aspect of it. Nice. Um, You make it sound really fun behind the scenes, you know? And I think that's probably part of the success of the festival. That probably comes through to everyone in the community, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, when uh, the Paul Barnes, who directed this season, and he was one of the founders of the festival, he he talked a lot about only hiring people that are good citizens and are going to bring a good, um, to, who are going to have the interests of the community uh, at the top of their priorities. And and it's really true. People, everyone that the festival hires, um, they're they're just nice people. And so uh, we come from all over the country. We have a lot of different backgrounds. We have a lot of different interests, and uh, and we get to know each other in our very different fields uh, and our very different places of expertise within the, the umbrella of making theater. And we're all, since we're all serving the same thing, um, making great art for this community and with this community, um, it, 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 makes it, it makes it easy to have a lot of fun and it makes it easy to have a positive experience because there's nobody that's really mean. <laughs> it's always nice people. It's great. Nice. I love it. Um, <laughs> have you guys been able to enjoy like anything else in the city outside of the festival? Like, um, you know, you're hiking or biking or canoeing, kayaking. And what have you enjoyed and what, how, you know, why? 
I'm, I'm a huge person who loves the outdoors. So I, you know, I love kayaking on Lake Winona. And I also, I also borrowed a bike from a, from a friend of Will. So I also have a bike to kind of tootle about. And I did the Trinona this year. I, you know, hike up, sugar, uh, hike up Sugarloaf. And I also really like all um, Island City Brewery. There's been many beers <laughs> down, downtown at the brewery. But, um, you know, especially living in New York where it's, you know, it's a, it's a pavement wonderland. It's so nice to come somewhere where it's green and it smells nice and it's not loud and, you know, and like congested. It's great. It's great to spend the summer here. Did you get to see any uh, good local music down in Island City? Um, I saw some at Ed's, at Ed's No Name Bar. I saw some great bands, and I could not tell you the names of them, but I had a really good time watching them. (laughs) That's all that matters, right? (laughs) Uh, How about you, Melissa? Um, Outside the festival, what have you enjoyed in town here? Yeah, you will not find me hiking or or canoeing. I like to watch nature from the other side of the window. Um, But, I mean, I love riding my bike around town. Um, I love um, Steamboat Days. That's always so much fun. Um, And I love the Boathouse um, and Watkins and... um, trying to think of what else but you know and 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 really what i enjoy there are people who have become friends over the years and so getting together with them for a coffee or or something of that sort going to signatures and hear patina uh, the band patina play um so things like that yeah so okay you mentioned the boathouse we've heard about ed's you know island city um do you guys have a favorite hangout in town I should, I should mention that our parking lot of our housing is shared with the American Legion. Uh, so we, we do spend a fair amount of time at the Legion because it is across the parking lot from where we have to sleep at night. So that's great. Um, well, I, yeah. you have to add that we're on the campus of WSU, so there's no drinking on WSU. So so those in the co- I don't drink, but those in the company who do drink, it's great to be able to just walk across the parking lot to a place that will allow people yeah. to drink and then, and it's safe, and you can walk home, and nobody has to drink and drive. But, um, but that's usually the place that everyone goes after a show or after rehearsal to unwind. And they're great. They'll, you know, we can call them and they'll stay open late because our days are pushed late into the oh, late okay. into the night. So if we get out of rehearsal at eleven, we can call them and say, "Are you still open?" And they'll stay open so we can come by, which is a really nice, wonderful. It's like part of the Winona. You know, everyone's just kind, and they they seem to really be um, gl- glad we're here, and we're glad to be here with you. Um, I also really like. Um, I like Ed's. I like hanging out at Ed's, and and this isn't really a hangout, but I also love the Marine Art Museum. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I mean, I've been down there a couple times this summer, and it's just such a good museum. And the grounds and the wildflowers by the river—it's yeah. just, ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> have you guys gone down to uh, Mississippi Sippin' down there on Tuesday nights? No. Oh yeah, they have uh, uh, cocktails out on the the sidewalk there, on the patio by the river. Oh. Yeah, and sometimes they have speakers and special events and things like that at the same time. So. Yeah, We'll have to put a pin in that for next season. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll see one more reason to come back, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, um, Melissa, I think you touched on this a little bit. You know, there's a lot of things that happen outside of just the uh, theater itself. You know, like the front porch events, company. I think both of you mentioned these. You know, company conversations, the youth programs, of course. Um, is this unique to this festival, or I'm not real familiar with a lot of theater festivals, so is this unique to this festival, or, you know? I think many theaters have some kind of 
programs that they do, but I would argue not to the degree that uh, Great River Shakespeare Festival does it. Uh, we have readings, uh, staged readings that we do as well. So I, I think that the um, the number of things and the ways in which we engage the community is something that a lot of theaters don't do. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, and I'll add that one of the things that we're doing that is in the works that is sort of a special program is a we're working on something called a community engaged project, which will result in a production in our 2021 season. But what we're doing is we're we're actively. Uh, in, talking to members of the Winona community and trying to hear their stories. And we've been working on this all season and we'll be working on it for the next year and a half to then make those stories into a new play that is about Winona. And we will have members of the community in the production. We will have members of the community help designing and, and participating in the in the process to build the production in 2021. Um, but it's it's I've not seen that many uh, regional Shakespeare festivals doing this sort of really direct engagement with their community to um, to tell that community's story. Uh, it's a type of work that's happening all over the country, but um, I've not encountered it very much in festivals that are like this one. Uh, and it's a really exciting, uh, it's an exciting initiative that in many ways we thought this was the perfect festival to try to do it because we are so connected to Winona. Um, it's, a, it's a really unique relationship. And so we're trying to... Um, we're trying to, to just deepen that and, and, and make this, this sort of unique project for 2021. Oh, wow. So a production about Winona in 2021. Oh, cool. Something to look forward to. Awesome. I love it. So I'm also curious about like when you guys go back home, what do you tell people about the festival? You know, what like if people ask, you know, hey, how was it? What's the first thing that you, you know, talk to them about? I think that, you know, most of my friends who have heard me talk about it, they they immediately say, your voice changes when you talk about it, okay. that I can hear in, in your voice um, just the happiness and glow. Um, I, I, it's special. It's spectacular. I, 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 I tell them, you've got to come out here. You gotta, it, you've got to experience it for yourself because... There's no way that I can describe it fully that that gives it the justice it's due. Um, it really is something really special. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I came back last summer and after last summer, and uh, all of my friends said that I it felt it felt like my my love of theater, which has always been present, was just sort of rekindled and even even bigger and even deeper because I got to spend the summer working with these people and making making art that I was really proud of. And I think, and I'm I'm certainly not the only one to have that reaction to working here. Um, there are people in our in our company this season that have also felt like they've had their sort of um, their sort of love of this work and their and their creative uh, minds unlocked because it is such a wonderful place to work and it's a place that allows us to to bring our full selves to. To, to doing this sort, to, to making art and to being part of a community. And to, it's just, it's the best. I'm gushing right now because I love it so much. And I, I do, I came back and I, um, everybody, everybody got really jealous. <laughs> okay. So one more question. Will you guys miss us? I miss you already. This, this Seriously, these last two weeks are always the hardest for me because, you know, um, I, I really consider this like this little bubble and I want to stay in it as long as I can. And, you know, it, it, the outside world is steadily banging on the door and it's like, no, I'm not ready to come back yet. Leave me alone. And yet you have to, you know, start thinking of the afterlife. Um, but I, so I try to stay in the mindset as much as I can 
kind of stay in the moment, enjoy it, you're not gone yet. And, and yet, as I see the end approaching, I'm trying desperately to just hold it off a little bit longer. So it's a really bittersweet time for me because um, I do miss it. And I, I don't know how it is for Beth, but, um, you know, going back to New York and I'm, you know, I've got projects lined up and that's great and everything. But it's always a sort of a little bit of a crash and burn reentry because it's just, you know, I don't know. Right. I, I like that you said uh, to hold on to that moment and, and stay in it while you're in it, you know. Um, just a little aside, I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, we're halfway through the summer. It's, we're on our way to fall and winter already. And I'm like, wait, no, it's still summer yes. right now. So enjoy it while you're here. I like that. Um, uh, Beth, uh, will you miss us? Absolutely. And I'll say, you know, often after the show's open, the directors leave town and we're not around for the rest of the season. But this season, uh, I got to stay and I'm and I and so it's been a real gift getting to to watch the shows grow, but also just to get to, to be in Winona even longer. And um, so I'm I, I remember last year I left and then the season happened and I felt very sad to be missing out on all the fun everyone was having in Winona. And so this season I've been able to stick around and I yeah, I, I, you're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming to the airport. Uh, and then I will be sad, sad for a little while to not be here. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> well, there's always next year to look forward to, right? Yes. Right. Great. Well, we will miss you guys for sure. Uh, the festival's a great thing in town. Um, there's always a buzz all over town about it. It's it's a wonderful thing. Um, so till next year. And I'm here with Beth Gardiner. She's a director and adapter of Servant of Two Masters. And uh, also here with Melissa Maxwell. She's an actor in No Child and Cymbeline. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much for talking with us. Thanks again to Beth Gardner and Melissa Maxwell from the Great River Shakespeare Festival for joining us today on Artbeat. Information on the Great River Shakespeare Festival can be found at grsf.org. For more conversations on art, tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've been talking with Beth Gardner and Melissa Maxwell from the Great River Shakespeare Festival on Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Find podcasts of Artbeat and all your favorite KQAL shows by going to kqal.org and looking for program archives under the media tab. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. 